Hello, everybody. It has been a summer. Welcome back. This is episode 80 of everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name is Nick Rose. Um, you know, I think I've taken so much time off that we can probably officially call this season four. This is the opening of season four. Season three wasn't too much, and I do apologize for that. But season four is here. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. Um, the kids are back in school. I've got a little bit of time on my hands, so let's get this going. Um, I've got a brand new theme song I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop here in a second, and then uh, we'll get going here because uh, we probably have a lot to talk about. So um, let's hit the theme. <laughs> think it's pretty calm right um it's a lot different than the other three uh introductions that i've done uh in the past um as with all of the introduction songs that are on this show i've written and recorded all of them myself um you know you know me i play every instrument and do all that fun stuff so anyway i gotta ask the question man here it comes are you ready you sure you're ready here it comes how's everybody been man <laughs> uh you know i have uh I've been better, to be honest with you. Um, things have been, uh, I, I got a lot on my shoulders and, uh, kind of took a hiatus from the podcast because, yeah, man, things have been really stressful. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It actually took me a minute to, uh, realize, um, I think the reason I've been, uh, so grumpy in life and I have so much going on in life and so much stress is that I haven't been doing the podcast. Um, when, uh, you know, all in all, I stopped because, I didn't have time. I mean, the kids were off school for the summer and uh, they were with me constantly. And it is impossible to get a show done when I got, you know, screaming kids fighting over who looked at whose toy. And uh, they're back in school now. Um, I got a little bit of time before I got to jet out to work. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit here. I'm actually going to do this for me because uh, I need it. I need the release, the escape. And, um, I don't know. I've been missing this so much, and uh, it's really been eating away at me. And I remember back in season one, you know, uh, 79 episodes ago, um, I had talked about how I was battling really bad depression and um, how the medicine that they kept prescribing me wasn't working. And with, you know, the opiate epidemic scares me, and I don't want to be addicted to pills and painkillers and all that stuff. I I don't want to do that with my life. So I got myself off all medications, which I I don't recommend to everybody. I mean, some people can't do that, but I did it. I started this show and it really uplifted my spirits. It helped me get through so much. And this show became something, um, something really special. And I love doing it. Um, this won't be a depressing episode. I promise. I got some comedy. Uh, I'm, I'm, going to throw in here in a minute, but uh, I just got to be real for a minute and, and say, you know, there's a lot going on on my plate. And uh, I don't know, I think, I don't know if I'm, I'm struggling with the depression aspect of it again, but it's been hitting me hard. And I thought to myself, I have to do this. I got to get this going. 
Um, <clears throat> no matter what, everybody needs to get out of the house and I need to record something. And to be honest with you, this is all off the top of my head. I don't have any show notes right now. I just need to talk. So, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's been quite a summer. Uh, you know, we got water park passes and all that stuff, but I've been working so much that I, we rarely got to use them at all. Um, you know, I didn't get to go and see hardly any movies. I didn't get to do the drive-in. Um, you know, my wife took the kids out to the sand dunes. I didn't get to do that with them. She took them to the drive-in. I didn't get to do that. They've had several, like, movie nights and stuff that I've missed. Um, I got my son up in uh, Boy Scouts now. And uh, I don't know if I'd, I'd mentioned that in previous episodes. But um, he's he's graduated well, Cub Scouts. He's graduated from a tiger to a wolf. And, um, you know, I volunteer as one of the den leaders up there and, you know, trying to help him find his way and earn his badges and stuff. And I've been having to work so much that uh, I've missed probably the last two months worth of meetings. Um, haven't been able to go. He did a big camping trip uh, with the scouts, which I had to work and couldn't make. There's a lot I've, I've missed out on this summer and I'm I'm not happy about it, and uh, I'm going to try to get things back in order, because ultimately, uh, family comes first, and um, that comes before any job or any other chaos amidst your lives. Uh, always remember that. Family first, and because, um, I mean, the, these these kids, man, they're not going to be little forever, you know, and, and one day they'll be out of the house, and then you're going to sit back and think man, what did I miss? When did this happen? And I'm already doing that. And I don't know, I need some more, uh, some more time. <laughs> so uh, starting with this podcast, this is what we're going to be doing. And so far, I've managed to uh, make it six minutes in with just rambling. So I'm feeling better already. How's everyone else? <laughs> um, you know, I was reading back or listening back to uh my last couple episodes, and what I was talking about is how I had a book coming out, and um, it came out, so that's cool. Um, it's called A Lot of Rock and a Little Roll. Um, it's it's my story, my uh, autobiography, if you will, and it's sold on Amazon, which is pretty cool. Um, I've already I've already seen some cash coming in from it, and I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah, so when I did it, I had it set up to where it'd be like a a digital book, like an ebook. And um, when that came out, about a day or two later, uh, Amazon contacted me and asked if I'd like to make it in paperback. And I said, "Yeah, that would be incredible." So um, you can now actually get the book um, in paperback form. So just go to Amazon which is crazy. Go to Amazon and, and look up uh, a lot of rock and a little roll. And my book pops right up there. Uh, it's not me on the cover, man. It's a shadow person, which is cool. Uh, I don't even own a hat like that, but um, there it is. And it's it's actually pretty thick. And uh, oh, sorry, I, made, I hit the mic stand. So what I wanted to do before uh, we progress any further, I was going to read an excerpt from the book because I'm really proud of it. I'm happy with the way it turned out. And if you guys want to check it out, that would be um, really amazing. And I'd be, uh, eternally grateful for you. So, uh, a few of you who have picked it up, thank you so much. And if I ever see you and you have it with you, I'll sign it. Um, 
<clears throat> whatever that means. So <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going to read a little page here for you and um, kind of sums up why I did the book and, and what it's about and why, uh, you know, if I did it, you can do it too. So um, <clears throat> here it goes. Looking back and reflecting on it all, the journey never stops. It only changes direction. And as we continue to be inspired, as well as inspire others around us in the things we believe and create and build, we learn that success is only measured by the effort you put forth into yourself and the things you imagine. It's not money or fame or popularity. Success is taking a step forward and sometimes two steps back. We come together because opposites attract. I'm only kidding about that last part. Uh... By not being afraid to fail, jumping in, and doing something you want to do, whether your friends and family approve, I mean, as long as it's not hurting others, as long as it makes you happy, do it. That's success. Why am I releasing this book to a conglomerate of strangers and not just keeping my thoughts to myself? Well, to put it simply, because I wanted to. As Kevin Smith says, surround yourself with the why nots. You want to make a movie? Sure, why not? You want to make a mediocre podcast that may or may not be cool? Why not? The encouragement of others can usually make or break somebody's confidence and willingness to accomplish something. But in retrospect, you have to do what's best for you. What's best for me? Well, currently this book, the podcast, making music, my kids, treating myself well, this message is for them, for Paul and Lily. I love you. And that's, there, there you go. There's an excerpt from the book um, that I wrote, A Lot of Rock and a Little Roll. It's like 200 pages, man, of uh, all-around uh, cool cool stuff, cool stories. Sorry I keep hitting the microphone. Um, so, yeah, check that out. It, it, it came out. I'm really excited about it. I'm really proud of it. Um, I don't know. I, I've had a lot of people ask me why I did it and, and why I wrote it and everything. And I thought to myself, you know, because I wanted to. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm looking at my bookshelf, and I got all these, I got all these cool uh, biographies that I love. Um, I got all the Kiss ones. You know, each member of the band has their own books, and I've got them all. Um, I got Kevin Smith's book on my shelf. I got Felicia Day's book on my shelf. I got Chris Hardwick's book on my shelf. And then I was looking at that, going, "Well, why don't I have my own book on the shelf too?" So I wanted to write that for me to put on my shelf, and then it, it turned into this uh, big thing, and I'm really proud of it. So uh, that's why I've been rambling about it for a while. Uh, maybe I'll put the, the the link in the description on the page after this episode airs on Sunday. So um, there's that. That's a that's a big thing that I uh, I've been up to. Um, I was able to get a couple days off uh, of work for Comic Con. Uh, Comic Con was a lot of fun this year. We got to meet the uh, the original Green Power Ranger, uh, Jason David Frank, and the original Pink Ranger, Amy Jo Johnson, and those two people were so nice and, and very cool. Uh, my son got to dress up like the Green Ranger, and uh, <clears throat> it was really cool, man. It was a great experience. Uh, Comic-Con's always my escape from the world like this like this podcast here and it was a good time man i got to i got to hang out with jason momoa and david Tennant and billy piper and alan tudyk and you know a ton of people and and i got some great pictures and great merchandise it was for father's day every year it's father's day so that always works out and you know uh kids wanted to get me matching pocket watches my, my son wanted what matching pocket watch with me so that was my gift it was the sweetest little thing um and he's a cool little guy, and he's so polite and so nice to everybody. He met a couple of artists, and they, 
man, these guys, they have these this amazing artwork that they sell. They gave him three pictures for free. Big posters that they're they're selling for like 50 bucks. I'm like, no, 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 let me pay you. They go, no, 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 man, this is for him. Just go ahead and take that. And I thought that was really neat. We got that framed up on the wall. Uh, bought a bunch of mystery boxes, which I am a sucker for mystery boxes, man. I, I love uh, geek um, culture reference mystery boxes. Um, speaking of uh, geek culture and stuff, I saw the movie Ready Player One. I'm just kind of cramming this all in here. Uh, I saw the movie Ready Player One. I've been excited for that since the day I read the book a couple years ago. I've read the book twice. Um, I've listened to the audio version twice, and then I saw the movie, and it became my new favorite movie of all time. It was so amazing. Um, then when it came out on, on Blu-ray uh, a couple weeks ago, I went out and got that and showed the kids. And I've been, you know, preaching it around everybody. Watch Ready Player One. I love this movie so much. So that's another uh, one of the few movies I did get to see this summer. Um, not much, not much, but that's one of them that I did get to see. A couple others I'll talk about in a little bit. But um yeah, man, not not much else. I, d- I did the book. We we did take a, a road trip. I was able to get some time off and do a road trip. I didn't have time to do the podcast, but we went out of state. Um, my wife's family was up in Wisconsin, so we drove down there, uh, took a couple days off, drove up there, drove up to, to Minnesota, drove down to Iowa, uh, saw some friends out there, and just just got away. And then I think I came back more burned out than I was when I left, but... Um, it's all good. You know, what can you do? So um, before this gets even further, we we got we do have a top five to get through. Um, I'm going to play a song like I always do, and uh, we'll uh, get some more information going. Uh, it's good to be back, and um, I'll see you in a little bit. Am I the only one that feels alone through all these so many oceans flow? Am I the only one that hears the tears run down my face? Would anybody recognize that all? Because I know I'm so slow, but I'm trying and I'm still dying. Like pouring rain and rain and hate And I don't want to do no wrong 
It feels good to be doing that again, and um, I got a lot more coming where that where that came from. So, um, man, before I get into our top five, there's a lot that's happened. I realized that my last my last episode is back in May, so you have all of May, June, July, most of August here. There's a lot of current events or, or world events that have happened and occurred and stuff, but um, I don't know. I can't touch on it all, I guess, because I don't. I don't really remember all of it. Um, you know, I, I will say uh, one thing. I'll tell you a quick story um, that kind of that's kind of been bugging me. So this was after we left Comic Con. Um, it's in the middle of June, and uh, so we're we're waiting for the train because taking the train down is way better than driving. I hate parking down there, but anyway, that's that's beside the point. So taking the train down, we're waiting for the train, and uh, I get on my phone. And there's all this buzz about uh, Chris Hardwick. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I, I love Chris Hardwick. What's going on? He f- fell under the whole Me Too movement thing. And uh, I know a lot of people are against him right now. A lot of people are hating him. He just got uh, released back on TV. And a lot of people are mad. And a lot of his uh, female employees have walked out and left. And, you know, the truth is, we'll never know what happened. Um, I'd like to think that... It didn't happen, but I, I wonder, like, where does where does the point uh, lead where there's no conviction anymore? It's not innocent until proven guilty. It's, um, you know, you throw an accusation at somebody and it's sink or swim until the Internet feels they've had enough uh, berating you. So um, I was going to share a little story um, that I, I fell uh, victim to with this this me too movement years ago years and years and years ago when i was a kid um i was in middle school actually before there were cell phones and and internet and uh hashtags and all stuff but back then it was called a pound sign kids um look that up and uh we played tic-tac-toe with it but um anyway there was this this time in middle school this kind of i don't know why this sparked this memory i guess because everybody's out to I don't know, everybody has to turn into an angry internet mob and uh, basically lynch people with uh, digital torches and stuff and kind of destroy people's careers and lives and stuff. And I thought to myself, this happened to me years before the internet and I was completely unaware of what had happened. So I'll tell this short story real quick because this has been eating at me. Back when I was in middle school, there was uh, not not a lot of people liked me. I was always the quiet, weird kid. I learned to play guitar, so I was always, you know, hey, it's reading time. I was pulling out Guitar World magazine and stuff, trying to learn songs and everything. And anyway, there was this girl who liked me, I guess, and had her friend, you know, do you want to go out with her, blah, blah, blah. You know how middle schoolers are. Oh, yeah, you can be my girlfriend for a week. But um, I didn't like this girl. And I said, "Uh, nah, that's cool. You know, no thanks. And I went back about my business. That was the end of it. I never spoke to her, never said anything to her, never saw her. That was it. And I went about my business. And about uh, 
two or three weeks later, I got called into the principal's office and I didn't know what was going on. And they were talking about this girl, the one that had asked me out that I had said no to. I guess I had made her mad. So this was her, her ploy. I said, no, that was the end of it. I get called in the principal's office. Her father wants to press charges on me for sexual harassment. I'm like, what does that mean? I've never heard the word sexual harassment before. What is, what is that? And, uh, you know, they said that I was spreading rumors that she had sex with fish. And I thought, what does that even mean? <laughs> you know, here I am, 12 years old. I don't know what any of this is. I never said any of this, never did any of this. But it was that no conviction thing. It was, well, the dad wants to press charges against us in the school and you. So instead, uh, we're going to talk him down and suspend you for a week. And I got kicked out of school for something I never did, never said, never had any part of, and uh, kind of ruined my reputation with uh, everyone that already didn't like me. I became a, a creep in the school, which I had no intention of. I didn't know anything about that. And I didn't do anything. And it, that hurt me for a while. And uh, I remember at the end of the year when everyone's signing yearbooks, and I get home and I open up my yearbooks to see all my signatures. This girl wrote in my yearbook, watch what you say, and signed her name. And I thought to myself, that is pretty manipulative and pretty messed up that she was able to ruin my reputation in school, in middle school, nonetheless. One of the worst times of any kid's life. And uh, I see it happening now, of course, with social media and stuff. And I'm not saying that people aren't to be believed, but there are in every situation, there are people that take advantage of others and do whatever they can for their own personal gain. Whether it's true or not, they ruin it for the ones that really do reach out for help. And um, I want to say that that's been bugging me. And of course, like I said, back then there was no social media. So that's good because my life would have probably been destroyed over something I, I never did. But um, watch yourselves out there. That's that's the point of that story is just you, you can't trust anybody. I don't, I don't know how else to put that. A simple no can turn into something so big. Like, nah, I, I don't really like you. Turns into this huge ordeal that, I don't know, could destroy someone's life. And um, like I said, I saw the whole Chris Hardwick thing. And I, it immediately sparked that in my mind. Because I'm like, I've been following this guy for years. Listening to his, to his podcasts and reading his books and watching his stand-up specials. And... It's weird to me to see or to hear that that would be something that he would do and uh, to see how it pretty much almost ruined his life. It brought me back to that time in middle school when I was 12 years old and innocently, you know, was almost destroyed. So anyway, I, I had to pull that out. Um, anyway, this isn't a, a, a down downers podcast, so we're not going to be mopey here. This is... Uh, Oh, man. By the way, the kids are back in school. They're sick, and now I'm sick, and here I am recording with making a bunch of gross noises like I always do. So, <coughs> uh, I, get, I do have a list here, and it's been a while. It's It's been a few months, so instead of a top five, I've got a top 25 for you. Um, that's that's my big special uh, comeback, my, uh, my giant episode. So, 
since it's back to school time, back to the podcast, I'm going to do the top 25 best back to school movies. Because uh, if there's something you haven't seen here, check it out, man. I'm going to recommend some cool stuff to you today. All right, are we ready? Here we go, man. Cooler temperatures, falling leaves, and the scent of pumpkin spice in the air heralds the arrival of fall, which also brings with it the end of summer vacations and the anticipated slash dreaded return to school for kids of all ages everywhere. In, ce- in celebration of, or commiseration for that fact um here's 25 best back to school movies to experience during study hall in between homework assignments or just whenever you need a hit of nostalgia so um but this isn't any random list of uh random school related movies there's 25 films that will take you on a journey from grade school all the way through to college and beyond um so that's pretty sweet right so all right the f- the first one we're going to start with of course kindergarten cop uh, we've all had to start our academic journey somewhere and for most of us the first stop was kindergarten now there aren't too many major movies in existence that center on a classroom of five-year-olds so the pickings are a little slim here but i'd be remiss if i didn't include ivan reitman's kindergarten cop uh, it's far from oscar worthy but it's a great example of arnold schwarzenegger's range as a comedic lead especially since his only previous comedic work came from opposite Danny DeVito in 1988's Twins. So, <clears throat> the next one is Akela and the Bee. Uh, things get a little more serious once we start talking about the scripts that throw around such words as uh, Xanthosis, Iagoria, and uh, Pultritude. Uh, Writer-slash-director Doug, a- Doug Atchison's Akela and the Bee was an original film inspired by true-life talent grade schoolers who tackle the toughest words each year in Scripps' National Spelling Bee. Uh, the 2006 film sought to inspire kids and parents alike, especially concerning families from less advantaged socioeconomic backgrounds. While it does fall into some familiar tropes and expected plot turns, Akela remains an inspirational story that reminds each and every one of us that sometimes the toughest challenges to overcome are the ones we oppose, impose upon ourselves. Uh, the next one on the list is The Breakfast Club. Uh, let's jump to high school with the first of many John Hughes classics, The Breakfast Club, uh, which focuses more <clears throat> focuses on the more disciplinary side of school and throws five teenagers from five different cliques together on a Saturday for all-day detention. Um, that's enough said for that one. Uh, the next one is Mean Girls. Uh, sometimes high school movies attempt to teach us that people aren't really all that different despite their cliques. Other times, like in Mark Waters' 2004 comedy Mean Girls, they show that those cliques are immature and temporary realities at best, and they get the message across in hilarious fashion. Uh, Mean Girls isn't just one of those survive high school and everything will be fine type of movies. It's one that's genuinely funny and earnest in its handling of high school drama, thanks in part to its source of inspiration, Rosalind Wiseman's nonfiction self-help book Queen Bees and Wannabes. The next on the list is Footloose. Uh, While the premise of Herbert Ross's 1984 musical drama Footloose sounds like it was conjured up in a Hollywood boardroom, a Chicago teen moves to a small town where a local minister has outlawed dancing and rock music. It was actually inspired by a similar way of life in a small Oklahoma town. Um, It might sound like a straight-up story of kids acting out against authority, but newcomer Kevin Bacon actually goes to great pains in order to befriend the local kids, expand their horizons, and meet the town's conservative, conservative, Council halfway by citing biblical passages and praise of dancing and celebrations. So there's that one. The next one, of course, is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. 
Look, school is great and everything, but sometimes you just need a day off. No matter how epic your plans are for a skip day, there's no way you're going to reach the epic heights of slackerdom achieved in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Though it doesn't star the famous Brat Pack, this huge film takes place mostly outside of high school, is every bit as good as those that are set inside one. <clears throat> the next one on the list is Grease. Um, Grease is way more musical than any high school experience has any right being, and the students are far older than any high schooler in history, but it remains a necessary inclusion on a list of best school-related movies. Um, yeah, you know, when I was younger, I didn't know, realize that they hired... Um, older actors to play younger kids. I just thought kids were getting smaller as we aged uh, as the, the time went on. The next one is October Sky. Uh, this is our first actual biographical film in the list, but not the last. Uh, Joe Johnston's 1999 drama followed the young life of Homer H. Hickm Hickam Jr., played by Jake Gyllenhaal, the son of a coal miner who, after the launch of Sputnik 1 in 1957, took up rocketry, a pastime that would lead to him becoming a NASA engineer. Uh, Hickam's, Hickam Jr.'s own 1998 memoir, Rocket Boys, served as the source material for the film. The title of the film is an anagram of the book's title and a marketing decision intended to broaden its audience appeal. Uh, the next one on the list is 16 Candles. Uh, back to Hughes. <clears throat> His 1984 directorial debut, Sixteen Candles, might just be the quintessential, quintessential coming-of-age comedy, at least as far as fans of 16-year-old Samantha Baker, Molly Ringwald, are concerned. The story tracks a rough couple of days for Samantha, who sees her entire family forgetting her most important birthday amidst plans for her older sister's wedding. The unintentional reveal of her high school crush and an awkward interaction with one of the school's most persistent nerds, Anthony Michael Hall. What starts out as a Murphy's Law kind of day for Sam soon, tur soon turns into a surprisingly rewarding birthday for her after all. If you haven't seen 16 Candles, man, you're missing out. Uh, the next one, <clears throat> you can't go wrong with this, is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, there are so many notable things about Fast Times that have nothing to do with the film itself that the story could almost be overlooked in favor of the movie's cultural significance. It was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress in 2005. It's the featured directorial debut of Amy Heckerling, the debut adaptation slash screenplay for work work for Oscar winner Cameron Crowe, and featured early or debut roles for Sean Penn, Judge Reinhold, Phoebe Cates, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Nicolas Cage, Forrest Whitaker, Eric Stoltz, and Anthony Edwards. That's crazy. Uh, the next one on the list, of course, is 10 Things I Hate About You. If Fast Times at Ridgemont High and 16 Candles were responsible for introducing 80s audiences to some of the best actors of their generation, then Gil Junger's 1999 comedy, 10 Things I Hate About You, did the same for a new generation, providing breakout roles for Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and to a lesser extent, Larissa Olenek. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a late 90s high school setting for a modern take on Shakespeare's mid-16th century play, The Taming of the Shrew. Um, that's a classic, and I love that movie so much. Uh, the next one on the list is Election. Uh, Oscar-winning writer-slash-director Alexander Payne adapted and directed Election, an Oscar-nominated 1999 high school dramedy based on Tom Parada's 1998 novel. The book's premise and that of the movie that followed after was a darkly comedic take on a high school teacher's attempts to sabotage the presidential campaign of an ambitious, manipulative student aiming to take her down a notch or two. <clears throat> that one's it's pretty funny. Uh, the next one is Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Um, it's the most recent addition to the list, and 
serves to introduce newcomer R.J. Seiler along with alongside Olivia Cook, who had starred in the horror thriller films Ouija, The Quiet Ones, and The Signal, along with Ready Player One, and Thomas Mann, who partied in the high school rager Project X. Along with this new generation of young talent came a fresh approach of the high school comedy film. Based on Jesse Andrews' debut novel of the same name, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl centered on Greg and his pal Earl, who spent their time making short film parodies. When Greg's parents basically forced him to spend time with a classmate of his who has been diagnosed with leukemia, Greg soon puts all of his time and effort into finishing the film dedicated to the dying girl. So check that one out, man. The next one, uh, Dead Poets Society. Um, a relative few of us spent a share of our young academic lives in private institutions or boarding schools, but I'd say it's a safe bet that you that a lot of your favorite school films took place in such a setting. Perhaps the best among these is Dead Poets Society, featuring one of the late uh, Robin Williams' most endearing efforts as an unconventional teacher acting within a regimented elite boarding school. The title refers to the unsanctioned and secretive group of students that unorthodox literature teacher John Keating was part of during his time as a student at the school, a group that senior Todd Anderson restarts with his friends. Um, <clears throat> I was going to read a few more for you. Um, I don't know how many more I've got. Uh, fame. Uh, the next one after fame is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Of course, uh, no explanation needed there. Uh, after that's Rushmore. Uh, Monsters University. Uh, Monsters University is a great movie. I love that one. Um, of course, Animal House. Back to School with uh, Rodney Dangerfield. I love that one. Old School. Uh, Higher Learning. Mr. Holland's Opus. School of Rock, which I always get inspired by whenever I watch that one. Uh, Stand and Deliver. And that seems to be the last one on the list. So... Uh, those are some uh, some back to school movies you could check out. You can find them probably on Amazon or or Netflix or anything like that. I'm not being sponsored. I just love movies, so um, check those out if you get the chance. Um, well, yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's a pretty good list. That's uh, pretty informative. <laughs> uh, with that said, man, it's like I said, it's good to be back. It's I'm feeling a big weight off my shoulders, just kind of venting a little bit, talking to you guys about uh, movies and things I love, and I I love uh, just hanging out. So um, I will be back. I will be back. This is going to be good. Um, I'm not going to do trivia this week or or the emails. We'll get back into that as we progress. But for now, let's just take it easy, man. Let's just call this a welcome back. We'll uh, you know take our time, hang out make it easy relaxed and uh that's it man so thanks for joining me on episode 80 i will tell you this i am working on a couple projects as always um i'm trying to put all the episodes um i'm gonna have some work cut out for me because i gotta make uh videos and, and visuals and stuff but i'm gonna put all 80 episodes up on youtube um hopefully shortly uh depending on how long it takes to do per each each episode so you'll have uh soundcloud itunes and youtube to listen to the show um make it easier for me make it easier for you get my youtube count back up because i haven't made videos in a long time you know i got mad um i was doing acoustic videos for a while and they were cool <clears throat> until i went to watch them one day and i saw a bunch of ads over my videos ads and pop-ups and all this stuff and i thought they're not 
you know, they're not paying me to put their their name and sponsorship on my page. So why are they doing it? So um, I'll be putting the podcast up, see if we can't change some things around here. I've been looking into Patreon. We'll see about that. I probably won't do that because, I don't know, that seems like a lot of work, a lot of effort. You guys listen to this. I'm grateful for that. I'm not asking for anything else. Um, but uh, if you are looking to um, help support the show, you can go to cafepress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise. Uh, I do sell t-shirts and pins and mugs and hats and stuff like that. Um, you can go to Amazon and look up a lot of rock and a little roll by my book. My book, uh, it means a lot to me. It's my story and uh, it's 10 bucks. So 10 bucks for the hard copy, six bucks for the digital copy. And uh, it's, it's coming directly from me. So that's pretty cool. Um, you can check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. I always repost the episodes there, uh, do new artwork and all that stuff. Um, I'm on Instagram at kissmember34. And you can email me directly at justokpod at gmail.com. Um, that's where you can talk to me directly. You could write me on the Facebook page, whatever you need, and I'll be there. So um, with that said, man, I guess that's the show. Uh, why don't you have yourselves a week, and I will see you all next time.